late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenzi. Level two to pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down. Andrew McInnes will step up and end Sports Memo. Uh, repping Pete Annapolis will join us a little bit later on. We'll get into some NBA basketball as we are just a week away from the start of the regular season. We're just a couple of days away from football, football, football. Um, even though we have a lot of cancellations, and unfortunately, I know uh, people's weekends have now been ruined, that the uh, the Frisco Smoothie Bowl has been uh, canceled um, this weekend. And you know what? It actually does suck. I was looking forward to the game. It was going to be a, not a bad one. It was the first one up. It was the first game up. <laughs> uh, but there's actually going to be wall-to-wall football. You know, like, it actually starts. I mean, I think it pretty much begins on... It does. It begins on Thursday. There'll be no turning back. We'll go over the bowl schedule as it is right now, and there are going to be other cancellations. But look, we've got football. We've got football on Thursday night, right? We've got NFL football on Thursday night. Um, we've got a bunch of college football on Friday, including the Pac-12 uh, championship game. USC Trojans laying two and a half points uh, to the Ducks. Um, then you know we roll into we roll into uh, the weekend, we have NFL football, obviously Saturday, college football, Sunday, NFL football, and then it's bowl season. The bowl season begins. The traditional uh, family get-together to watch the Idaho Potato uh, Bowl and those commercials where they have that big potato truck that drives around. We got a couple of cool football games, though. U, uh, UCF, Central Florida takes on BYU. That should be a track meet. Uh, that, that should be a lot of fun. We got Louisiana Tech and Georgia Southern, Memphis and FAU, Houston and Hawaii. We'll have to get uh, Bobby Curran back on the program, talk some uh, Warrior football. They're playing in the New Mexico Bowl. That's on Christmas Eve, actually, at uh, 3:30. So uh, we're going to break down. We're going to break down all the bowl games. We've got NFL football. McKinnis will step up and in. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Week 15 of the National uh, Football League. A season that's just flying by, isn't it? Like, wow. Raiders going to be without rugs on Thursday night. It's amazing what a week-to-week league the NFL is, but, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I'd be like, I'm not going anywhere near the Chargers. Now it's like, yeah, Chargers look pretty good getting the points. Late-night anger management class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without rageaholic. <laughs> Late night anger management class, I'm Renzi. I'm, I'm still like trying to wrap my head around the fact that Tito Ortiz is a politician right now. Think about this. Like, imagine, like, you know, voices in politics uh, now. Tito Ortiz, Tommy Tuberville, <laughs> Tommy Tuberville, and Jenna Jameson. So to imagine, like, if someone would have told you, like, 15 years ago, yeah, this guy Tito Ortiz is going to be the deputy mayor of Huntington Beach. And Jenna Jameson will only be tweeting about politics uh, online. Yeah, it's it's a crazy ass world uh, that we uh, it's a crazy ass world <laughs> that we live in. 
2020, baby. Uh, 2020. So just for the record, yeah, as we stated, things are going great. So Tito Ortiz has been accused of uh, smashing into someone's boat and uh, uh, <laughs> and sailing away, so to speak. It's a little hit and run. So allegedly, Tito ran his boat into our neighbor's dock tonight during a boat parade. There was a little girl on one of the docks. She's fine, but he didn't stop. As he went on his way, he checked for boat damage. And as I stated, if you're if you're curious about the uh, the Tito Ortiz uh, Tito Ortiz story, go over to MMA Junkie, MMAJunkie.com. They're they're all over it. And in fact, they're all over it so much that Tito Ortiz is probably going to punch this guy in the face uh, if he sees him. I just like before we bring McKinnis in, I just want to say this that so Tito Ortiz, I had him on a lot over the years, and I've met him before. And he was always, you know, he is he is what you think he is. Like, he's exactly like there's, if you know, it's not like there's another side of Tito Ortiz. He is like what you see on TV. He is like who you think he would be. But with that being stated, he was always very gracious. Like, you know, most fighters, you know, like Tito would go out of his way, actually. Like, so much so, guys. Like, I still have, like, you know, team punish, you know, punishment gear in in my club like everywhere like i couldn't i couldn't keep up man the guy was sending me so many t-shirts at one point and hat winter hats and uh was it team punishment uh uh, winter hats and this and that and hoodies you name it very very nice guy what happened though is he went on celebrity apprentice and it seems like anybody that goes on that show sort of gets a little crazy after (laughs) uh or host that show so um he went on celebrity apprentice and uh, now here he is right now uh, smashing into people's docks, evidently, allegedly. Let's bring uh, Andrew McKinnis. Nobody's smashing into McKinnis's dock. Uh, McKinnis doesn't allow that. What's up, McKinnis? How you doing? Sports memo wager talk. What's going on, McKinnis? How you doing? <laughs> What's up, Gabe? Good morning. Good. Let's say, yeah, you live on an ocean, so are you much of a boater? You you out there? You and your you and your hot girlfriend? You guys go boating? Living the life, living the dream. That's the dream. One day, any boat that I'm on is definitely not mine right now. But that's the dream. One day, I've uh, here on the East Coast, we're going fishing, we're going lobster fishing. But uh, I haven't really been on a boat for pleasure. That's for sure. Not too much. Uh, you know what? I've never really, uh, I've never been a big boatsman. Uh, I'm not much of a fisherman or anything like that. You know, me fisherman is I like fish and chips, but. I've been on a bunch of party boats over the last uh, year and a half, two years or so. Like in New York, New York City, they have these party boats, bro. You'd enjoy it. It's um, it's basically a bar on a boat, essentially. That's all it is. <laughs> they call it a cruise. Oh, Gabe, I've not. been on a few. Trust me, I've been yeah, on a yeah. few of those. That's for sure. Yeah, so New York City, you just basically go back and forth in the Hudson with the New York City skyline getting hammered for four hours. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's anything goes. Like you would thought, you know, you'd think you're in Amsterdam or something. Like it's basically, and that's why I knew when I was looking, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. And I'm looking at the reviews and I saw a family complaining. And it was like, you know, it was people, like there were a bunch of bad reviews. It was terrible. People were smoking marijuana and drinking like it was a nightclub. I wanted a cruise. <laughs> people were like, it was over the top. There was no security. People were doing whatever they wanted. People were having sex on the deck. And I looked and I, I made a mental note. I was like, that's the cruise I got to go on. <laughs> like, like, I was like, that's the one. And it lived up to the hype. Lived up to the hype. 
And then, of course, I went on the cruise. I went on the boat, and uh, same thing. They had a bar on the boat uh, when I went to Alcatraz. <laughs> and they're cranking music and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, part party boats are a good time. And it's funny too because I don't like boats or oceans and stuff like that. I, I'm all you know. I'm not down. I don't like messing with the ocean. I like the ocean from afar. I, you know, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I, nothing good can come from uh, from oceans. All right. So McKinnis is kicking it with us uh, here. A lot of stuff to get to. Let's get into. Um, Interesting. Merrill brought this up that you guys were talking about it. The, the leading score in the NBA this year, actually. That's a pretty interesting topic, especially when you consider you look at James Harden and a condition that he rolled in uh, to tonight. And I said earlier, uh, this is by protest. James Harden's doing this deliberately to try to piss the Rockets off and basically just give up and force force their hand. But I don't think he'll be the leading scorer. But we haven't talked NFL football yet tonight, and it's time, baby. Let's get into it. Let's jump right in, McKinnis. Chargers and Raiders on Thursday night. Raiders are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Ruggs is out of this football game. Looks like the Raiders are starting to run out of gas uh, right now. Total's 53. You know, do I love it? No, but we're going to bet it because it's Thursday night football, and I'm going to take the Chargers plus the points. What's your take on that game? I'm going to be right there on that boat with you, uh, speaking of boats, with the Chargers as well. And it's just it's just crazy to look at uh, the way that we handicap this league from a week-to-week basis. I mean, this is a team that just two weeks ago lost 45 nothing game, right? And we're hopping on them right now, plus three and a half, because you just can't take into account what you see on a week-in, week-out basis. We can learn things, but, you know, we can't look at one beat like that and have it change our mind on a whole team. I, I've been saying this for several weeks now. I like Herbert. Uh, I like his fight. I like what he does. I, I like getting getting on his passing yard props, his completion props. And uh, they've got options. They're a hungry team. They're a team, you know, you were talking about betting on some of these teams like the Jets down the stretch and the lower tier teams on the spread. This is a team that won't give up, that, that won't lose their fight. And the Raiders, yeah. I got to say, man, um, I'm not impressed with Derek Carr these days. That's for sure. He's missing easy, easy targets. He's not looking like himself. And late in the game, I don't trust him. Do you? I do like Carr, but he doesn't have a lot to work with right now. Um, the ground game is no longer effective. Um, they don't have a ton of weapons. Ruggs will make big plays, but he's a rookie, and he's also made mistakes along the way. And, you know, it's interesting. I came, I stumbled upon this last week in my research, uh, breaking down, uh, and I liked the Colts last week. I was all over the Colts. I put bigger play on the Colts against the Raiders. And the Raiders struggle. They're now 9-17-1. and in their last, uh, what's that, so 27. Basically, the last three years, McKinnis, the last three years, the second half of seasons, or going back to 2017, whatever, the second half of seasons, they're like 9-17 and 17 against the spread now, like the, this run that they're on. And, you know, they don't have a ton of depth. They have injuries. They've had COVID all year long. And reality have just caught up to them now. They're not a great football team. They're a good football team. They're an okay football team. I don't even know if they're, they're okay. You know what I'm saying? They're not bad. They're okay. But they were never great. And reality kicks in at this time of the year, bro. You know, it's the end of the line. All these bodies are beat up. And it's a good point that you raise. The Chargers won't quit. The Chargers aren't in tank mode. Even if Anthony Lynn gets fired, they like him. They're going to play hard to the final whistle, these guys. And the Chargers have talent. We, we all know it. Chargers have talent. They just find ways to screw things up all the time. 
It's a rivalry game that's a generally close game between the two uh, franchises. Chargers on a teaser is a nice-looking play, getting the Chargers up to 10.5 uh, in this game. But I think the Chargers plus 3.5 is uh, worth a look. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll get uh, McInnes' thoughts on the rest of the NFL card. We'll see what catches his eye here. Late night anger management class. Gets caught up date with the bowl schedule as well. One week away from NBA tip-off. Bring it. Vent your rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Late night anger management class continues. I'm Renzi. Speaking of it's a lock, Carmine Bianco joined us last night. We talked about, um, we talked about the the CONCACAF Champions League play. And you know what? Montreal won tonight. Montreal won. And it was actually like a nice plus money price. But I got greedy with the Montreal to qualify. Yet, I did the old cash out. And I don't know why or what. But basically, I got like 80% of the bet when they were up one nothing. But they needed another goal to qualify. And I looked. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm going to get out of this. Because they probably won't score. But we thought Montreal would win. We talked about it. And uh, we lose with the over. We lose with the over. Uh, but the rest of the way here, dude, the uh, the, the Tigers, they, they beat uh, NYFC 4-0. And it's going to continue for the rest of the week. The CONCACAF Champions League, the MLS teams are all going to get smoked uh, this week. That's, that's what's going to happen. Get in on it. All right, Andrew McKinnis uh, with us. And... You know what? There's no NHL hockey yet, and these guys aren't going to be starting until February. It's going to be a little while before the NHL starts. And you got into the Korean baseball, you and uh, smoking uh, Dave uh, Koken. You guys uh, were lighting it up with the Korean baseball uh, this year. Uh, are you going to get into the uh, KHL? Not Korea, but the Russian <laughs> Hockey League. Uh, what's your take on that, McKinnis? You bet on the Russian Hockey League at all? Look, there's no N there's no hockey. There's no NHL hockey coming for a while. So if you want to bet on hockey, I see the Russian Hockey League is set to begin. What about the Russian Hockey League? You bet on that stuff? I've thought about it, man. And, and you know, you know, us bettors, we'll, we'll find anything if we can get any type of edge or, or if it's late at night and we see something. But when it comes down to it right now, there's a lot going on. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to start up a new league. You know, the thing with the KBO, Gabe, is like, that was like full lockdown mode. No sports. It was like you know, finishing a bunch of Netflix series, doing this and that, like just trying to find <laughs> something to do. And then I was just bringing some normalization back to my life, you know, doing a podcast, doing some research, sending out plays. Uh, it just felt like I was bringing some type of normal life back to me. And, you know, what made it even better was, first of all, I got to work with Dave Koch and just a great mentor in the industry. And secondly, like you said, made it a lot more fun that we were cashing some tickets. So 
Um, I, I won't be diving too deep into the KHL. I know, you know, a few people on Twitter that do it, and I'll be following it a little bit. But uh, I'd love to talk with you about some world junior betting uh, in the future. I'm doing some research this week and getting going with that because that starts on Christmas Day. <laughs> world junior. I got to say, I'm a little disappointed. Thought you would be all over the KHL, become the Russian hockey kingpin until February. Didn't give it up <laughs> as soon as the NHL starts. You, you, but no, you're right. Gabe, you're disappointed in me for not doing the KHL, but you got to come on. I, I gave yeah. you a counter with World Junior Under 20 Hockey. <laughs> ah, that's just a two week tournament. That's easy to handicap. Take Canada. <laughs> There's the handicap. <laughs> There's the handicap. You know, Russia. Basically, guys, though, with the KHL. Let, which team is it that uh, Putin owns? Putin's buddy, or Putin owns one of these teams. I think it's uh, I think it's C, uh, CSK Moscow, and they're the favorites of plus three hundred. They win all the time. It's like rigged. So uh, whatever, I think that's the team that he, he's partners with or he's in on. Um, and you know, listen, the season's long, but I I bet on the Russian league a bit. I'll get in into it. I don't put a ton of research into it or anything like that. I like, you know, I'll know who plays on the teams, but to be honest now, I don't think I would know too many people. But um I'll you know, I'll know the teams basically high scoring, low scoring McKinnis. You know what I mean? Exactly. So when I, I, no, when I, I play in game. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I like that's that. the deal with these leagues. Like I you know, I don't I can tell you a lot, like basically about like random countries and like leagues like like Iceland Iceland soccer, it goes over. Middle Eastern soccer, it goes under. Right, like there's certain like basic like lessons <laughs> like that I've learned uh, betting degenerate wise these in-game bets over the years. I swear to God, those Middle Eastern soccer games, man, especially the international ones, where it's like Jordan versus Iraq or something like that. It's like, man, like the total will be one and a half, but don't be scared of taking the under. And you know, an Icelandic soccer game, man, it's like seven six or something like that all the time. So, you know, I sort of know the intricacies. So I like to know what the Russian Hockey League as well. All right, this team can score goals. This team plays to the under. So when I bet in-game and I jump in on this, but like you said, there's a lot of other stuff with all the college football, NBA, NFL right now. But there's never too many sports, McKinnis. You can never be too versed. Gabe, um, I'll, I'll <laughs> make it clear. I'd be lying to you if I said I won't have a bet on it during the season. <laughs> I'd be lying to you if I said that. What you're saying is you're not going to be uh, selling picks on it. I get it. I get it. Okay, so what about yeah. the Buffalo Bills? Wow, up to seven right now. Uh, Buffalo is funny. Buffalo's all the all the rage after a couple of primetime television wins, and Josh Allen's getting a ton of love, and now they play against the, uh, the Denver Broncos at uh, 4.30 on Saturday afternoon in Denver. So a Saturday afternoon game, guys. Uh, Bills in Denver, national television once again. And this is a bad spot for the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are a better team than the Broncos, obviously, but it's a bad spot for the Bills. It is a bad spot for the Bills. You look at that game that uh, they just come off of, just exciting ball game overall. Um, one that was obviously anticipated versus this one. This is a Denver Broncos team game that I could say confidently I might have had two possibly three wagers on all season long. I haven't had a good read on them. Um, and, and they'll show up for some games and not show up for the next. They'll play a low-scoring game, and they'll play a high-scoring game. There's just been absolutely zero trends with this team. However, with Buffalo, 
I will say, I feel like they're the kind of team right now in this spot. Talk about a team not giving up down the stretch, like I said about the Chargers. They're 10-3 and three right now, but 8-5 and five ATS. What that shows me is that they're beating teams, but they're not pumbling any teams. Uh, I got a six-and-a-half point spread here. You know, the gut instinct is, yeah, maybe Denver hangs around, but the more I look into it, I think, you know what, Buffalo's going to want to go in there and get the job done uh, and not make it a sweat. That's kind of what what I'm looking at here. I have, I have more thoughts on the, on the Carolina green Bay game though. I'm looking at the over in that one. I think it's, it's a high total for a reason. 51 and a half. I'm a green Bay Packers fan. I'll start off by saying that, but when you look at it over their past couple of games, they played Detroit. You and I mentioned that game. I said that we should have uh, the Packers teased. You like the Detroit lions and the points. So you and I both won that, but you know, they give up 24 points to the lions. Um, you know, they give up, 25 points to Chicago. They're, they're playing in these weirdly competitive games where they have to score like 30 or 40 points for it to be a marginal victory. And I think they're having, they're having some trouble covering point spreads as well. Uh, they're eight and five as well, but this Carolina Panthers team over their past couple of games, they're scoring, they're finding a way they're throwing the ball deep. They're finding the end zone. And, you know, they're playing teams like Denver. We talk about them, but Minnesota, um, Tampa Bay, Kansas city, They've been involved in some high-scoring games. Have they been on the winning side of those? No, but that doesn't mean they're not hanging around. And hanging around is really all I need this Carolina team to do in order for us to get this over. I actually debated uh, Green Bay uh, on their team total, but I think if you look at the full game total, we just need Carolina to do their part, and I think we get over 51.5. You look at, as you mentioned, you look at Carolina's offense, and it's not a surprise fully, actually. Coming into the year, you looked at Carolina and the skill position players that they have. Bridgewater's a good quarterback. They have good wide receivers. Uh, they have Christian McCaffrey, who's obviously been out most of the year, but Mike Davis has stepped up in him and done a good job. But they have a rebuilt defense. And, you know, so, you, you know, it's it's not a shock that they played as many high-scoring games at the, as they've had. I don't have a problem with it. I, I'm surprised, actually, that Carolina, uh, Carolina's, um, they're, you know, that they're seven and six as far as the totals uh, are concerned. Uh, but if you look at, you know, you mentioned it, you look at Carolina's offense, um, 27 against Denver, 27 against Minnesota, the 20 nothing game against Detroit, but 23 against Tampa. They're going to get into the 20s, right? They're going to get into the 20s. They don't really, they haven't been shut down completely. They don't quit either. That's a good thing too. They're not going to tap out as the game goes on if they get down. I like the over as well. I, I I don't have a problem with this. And we'll see how Green Bay deals with it now that they're the top seed, right? And that's exactly it. And I think that you look at this, and I, I hate these, you know, to hype things up so much all the time, but I think this is actually a big game for Aaron Rodgers and this Green Bay Packers team to kind of solidify themselves. And what what I mean by that is obviously the 10 and 3. They're having a great, great season, but um Teams are judged not just by their wins, but how they win. That's just how it is. You know, uh, us in the sports betting community, we're worried about the point spread, but I think anybody else as well, uh, sports analysts and the talking heads on TV, they're also looking at how teams win. And I think if you're a talking head right now, you are looking at uh, this uh, Green Bay team, the fact that they're not, they're not pummeling teams until late in the game. You know, teams are sticking around against them, just like against Philly, just like against Detroit. Um, you know, some of these scores are not really what they appear to be. 
And like I said, this is coming from a Green Bay Packers fan. So, um, like you mentioned, if Carolina gets in the 20s there and they push that, you know, 23, 24 points, we get this over. Yeah, you know, as well, we get the Teddy Bridgewater game log up uh, here. Uh, but you look at Teddy Bridgewater. I've done pretty well, uh, Babano, with the over one and a half touchdown passes with uh, with Teddy. And this, this is a game in which he's going to have to throw the football. They're going to be trailing. They're going to have to throw the football. And every game, is, his TD prop is, is one and a half. Only 14 touchdowns on the season. Uh, eight interceptions. He was on a little bit of a roll. But the last couple of games, yeah, he's hit a wall a little bit. All right, we'll, we'll hit more NFL props and games on the other side when McKenna's bring it. Coming at you all day, every day, with more attitude than other lesser networks would deem appropriate. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. With football season at full swing, there's no better place to play fantasy football than on FanDuel. Season-long fantasy can be frustrating with injuries and role changes turning studs into busts. But in daily fantasy, that's not a concern. FanDuel Fantasy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on on the grid sportsgrid.com go on you stupid horse i got my last 10 bucks on you no don't look at me run no don't come over here uh, oh boy late night anger management class as uh, we are now just one week away from the start of the National Basketball Association regular season. And um, we hopped up and in with our first NBA preseason uh, bets of the year tonight. Not a lot of thought, uh, not a lot of thought put into them. Sheer degenerate, uh, sheer degenerate place. We jumped on the in game. I blame Cam. He, uh, he said, take the San Antonio Spurs. I'm on the Spurs. I did, and we lost. <laughs> and, but we like the Sacramento Kings tonight on the money line, and Sacramento wins by one. All right, so nice to see the NBA is picked up where it's left off by uh, one-point screw jobs one way or the other, McKinnis. One week away, we'll get back to the NFL, but one week away from the NBA, I'm fired up. Uh, great. Listen, I love, bas- I love college basketball too, but I haven't done well with it. It's sort of like what you just said with the KHL. You don't have time for that crap right now. And... I dare I say the same thing with college basketball. I'm in such a football mode right now. And, you know, college football, NFL football, I'm starting to get dialed in with NFL. I've been on a little bit of a run. I'm in a zone. And it's one of these deals where I don't feel the need during the day. Like, I don't wake up thinking, oh, where's the action? i got to play seven games. I'll play a couple of games, but recreationally college basketball. But, like, what I'm doing my research all week for the football McKinnis now. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing my research like all week. Like, what about this game? What about that game? What about this college game? And I'm getting ready for college. Um, and, you know, I just sort of, rec- you know, and the NFL, and I'll recreationally bet uh, through the week. But once the NBA is back, then I become a madman, right? Once the NBA is back, the NBA is going to, you know, there'll be a lot of NBA talk here, a lot of NBA betting. And I would say, oh, we'll be patient out of the gate and stuff. But that's a lie. We're going to come out swinging. 
Next week, McKenna's, we're coming out swinging. The Golden State Warriors the and the only, Brooklyn Nets. It's the only way you can do it. <laughs> well, I you know, right we didn't, there uh, with you, actually. I, I had uh, the 76ers tonight, so nice to get a win there in preseason action. I, I hate to say it as a Raptors fan, but they're going to be a much improved team this year. Uh, I'm excited just like you for the NBA. Like you said, one week away. Uh, you know, the thing is, Gabe, you know how it is, uh, you know, handicapper and stuff. You always want to find a way to separate yourself. And pretty much every single person that bets on sports, that sells plays, that's featured on websites, they talk NFL, right? Um, so it's it's a little bit different for me. So I'm obviously I talk NFL. I give out picks. I love betting the NFL. Uh, when college hoops came around, I was all in. You know, I've not every single conference. Obviously, you're picking your teams. You're studying. You're picking certain conferences, and now the NBA is coming back, hopefully NHL mid-January or late January. It's starting to feel just like it was, you know, at the start of the summer when I was chatting with you. You know, it's it's starting to feel like some normalization coming back, uh, and it's not just college football and NFL because I don't handicap college football, so I can kind of just sub in college basketball, and here comes the NBA. And uh, I don't know about you, Gabe, but I've actually placed a few uh, NBA win totals. No, I have not done that. And in fact, not only that, it's funny that you say that, but you know why I have it? I have an NBA ticket here in my hand from last year still, all right? <laughs> and I'm a, patient, I'm a patient man, but I'm not that patient. I got to cash this, actually. I got to cash this. It's only good till January 30th. So, and it's funny, you bring up the win totals, and I'll tell you why I'm not interested in this, and you can tell me why, you know, you did it. But this ticket I had here from FanDuel was for the Raptors to win the division. All right, Raptors to win the division, plus 190. I played this ticket on January the 30th. I played this ticket on January the 30th, so about four weeks, five weeks before the shutdown. Raptors plus 190 to win the division. $200 pays $580. And then, of course, the season got shut down. And then they restarted. But who won the divisions? Like, was it official? Was it by the seed or whatnot? But it's been graded a win. It's been graded a win. All right? So I have until January 30th to cash it. So, yeah, yeah, they didn't play around with, well, there wasn't a division because the Raptors Dude, the Raptors had the best record of any team in that division. Therefore, they should win the division, right? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, exactly. FanDuel's paying FanDuel's paying the ticket, no problem there. But my and I played that though, not knowing about the pandemic when I played that ticket. But now, McKinnis, aren't you concerned about canceled games? Like, so what's you know, what's the status? So it's sort of like the NFL futures. I don't mind playing the division futures or a player award. Because if, if they only play 14 games or something, fine. Like we saw, some baseball teams didn't play all their games. And in NFL football win total props, it said 16 games must be played. What's the deal with basketball? Like, I don't want to put my money up and then, oh, this team missed four or five games. Or they decided to shorten the season and the, the, the tickets don't count anymore. What's your what, What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you hate to hear it. <laughs> Definitely hate to hear even thinking about that. But uh, you are in the middle of a pandemic. And, <laughs> no, exactly. It, it, I know, I know. It, it is what's going on right now. But we're in the middle of a pandemic, Gabe. But uh, you know, not to get too political. But 
things are a little bit different uh, in the country that you and I are in right now and versus the, the country where that's going to be played. Let's be honest here. So I think that games are being canceled for college and this and that, but look at NFL. How many games have been canceled and not played or not made up? You know, so I think that I'm just going to put the trust in that this, this thing's going to work. It's going to work out. And uh, things are only going to get more normalized as much as, uh, you know, some people might disagree or might agree. I'm not going to get into politics, but um, I'm starting to look at future bets just like a regular wager. You know, I didn't used to like to have money tied up. I didn't used to want to make a wager unless it was like a a stronger, substantial wager for myself, um, you know, to have money held up like that. But I'm starting to think about it just like any other bet. You know, it's the same thing, that same reason why I bet Anthony Lynn to be the next coach fired. Because I think he's going to get fired next, you know, plus one. Yeah, but Anthony Lynn. Uh, start, yeah, but at the pandemic. Wagers. The pandemic won't stop Anthony Lynn from getting fired. A pandemic will stop a 72-game season from happening. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that's, Gabe, that's I'm, the difference. I'm listening to a podcast today with Nathan McKinnon, obviously one of the best hockey players in the world, and he's talking about you know getting the season going soon and the quarantine rules when he gets back to Colorado. Again, I'm not trying to get political, but he's literally saying how much less of a deal it is for him going back there and for the game starting up and, and the cancellations. Like he, they don't seem to be worried about it. Like you and I well, are concerned about what's going on here. What do you mean? They're, what, I don't understand. Like because they're stupid. That's why they're not concerned about it. I mean, he cannot be concerned about. It. Are they playing right now? No, no. He he's not concerned about. It. I'm not, I'm not saying he's not concerned. I'm saying he is saying that compared to, like, quarantine and all this and that, in the States, for him, in Colorado, from what he's heard, it's, it's yeah, good. The, they're is, playing. They're going to get going. they got to figure out the season, and they're going to play. No, but I don't, I don't see how that makes sense. So, I, 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 I'm just saying, like, so what, Nate McKinnon thinks everything's good. Like, I, you know, I don't take my pandemic no, advice from Nate he, McKinnon. I, I'm just, yeah. I, <laughs> like, and I don't understand, like, anyway, you're saying, anyway, I don't want to get I'm into feeling politics. I'm good about these NBA like, win totals. I have a couple I can share if you'd like. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to bet, to watching these uh, go through. So hopefully the games do get played in summary. Um, yeah, but like, like I said, like, uh, things aren't well. Like, it's pretty clear that they're not well. Like, the NHL is not going to be starting until February. <laughs> like, <laughs> Nate McKinnon says, oh, everything's fine where we're going. Yeah, that's great, Nate. Sounds, sounds good, buddy. No, he, uh, he's not saying they're fine, Gabe. He personally isn't. It's like he's saying that the organizations are saying that, like, he feels like they're not worried about it. Like, once the season starts, they're going to play. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I just, yeah, I know. I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying, McKinnis, but I'm saying he's a hockey player, and, <laughs> and things, you know, like, things aren't fine. Like, I don't care, like, if the Colorado Avalanche are saying things are fine. Listen, I'm just saying, no, me personally, I, I'm not playing win, win totals. Yet, they got through the baseball season, right? And we're getting through the football season. So, who's to believe we're not going to get through some of these other seasons? But w- with that being stated, I don't have the heart for it. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't, I would play teams to win a division. Like, it was the same thing in the NFL this year. I was like, stay away from the win totals, but play like the division totals and the, you know, the division futures or player awards that they'll do anyways. I mean, look at college football. Like, look at college football. If you played a win total for college football, have fun with that. Yo, I played Ohio State this year. Good. You know what I mean? Like, it's hit or miss. The pros are different because they're pretty savage 
and they want to get their games in. And it's, you know what I mean? But I don't think things are magically getting better in the next couple of weeks. Players are going to get vaccinations, but, you know, still, they're still, they still need people around them to, to play these games, to manage the league and stuff. I wouldn't, you know, that's, that's just my, that's my fear of this stuff. So I sort of, it's sort of like betting earlier in the week, McKinnis. I don't like betting on teams earlier in the week right now because God knows what's going to happen. Look at like the college games. Like, you know, how many, you know how many college football bowl games are going to get scratched that will handicap um, that'll get canceled <laughs> like in the next, like in the next couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? I do have a problem with it's all, again, it's all I hear, but I wager talk, man, the cancellations, because I don't do college. Like I said, but we have, you know, communications through emails and stuff and everyone talks about the cancellations and you've got to play up for sale or you've got to play up here or a free play video. And all of a sudden it's irrelevant because it's canceled. I got to ask you right back because I don't do college football. What's been the difference? Is it, is it the clear cut, obvious stuff? The fact that it's, uh, bigger teams, or it's the fact that it's like college kids, like younger people, like they're not playing professionally. What's been the difference? Like, why did some leagues get through? Why did the MLB get through? And what's going on right now with these with these teams? Well, that's that that's a long, you know. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. But uh, one thing I will say: look at look at every nothing makes sense in 2020. All right, nothing nothing makes sense. And every time a college team got besieged by COVID and lost all their players, they won outright or covered. <laughs> like, and it's not like yeah, a one. It's been that. it's been happening all year long, right? Like, so you think, oh, this team hasn't practiced. This team's not a third string quarterback. This team lost everybody. Yet you throw all that out the window. You know, it's it's been a crazy it's been a crazy year. But all right, so listen, we only got like a minute before the break. What teams did you play? What what teams did you like this year with the futures? <laughs> so I did. So I went ahead and uh, I think unders are a big trend with the with the bigger teams. So uh, one of my favorite ones is the Los Angeles Lakers under forty seven and a half wins, uh, minus one fifteen. Obviously, we saw the rule that was created about uh, you know star players sitting out in prime time games, but. Uh, I think this team, all they care about is their is their title defense. All they're going to care about is not going to care about the seed they come into the playoffs. Not going to care about blowing out teams. Uh, and I think you know they pick up our guy Gasol. They got Montrez Harrell. Uh, they they of course have some scores, but I don't think that they're going to have that secondary options that are going to be ready to blow teams out. You know they're they're going to have their players show up when they want to show up. Look at the way LeBron played defense. Uh, in the playoffs versus any other time we've seen them play defense. These guys choose when they want to show up uh, and it's going to happen with them, you know, and uh, we're asking them to win un- under 66% of their games. And I think they got, that gets, they get the Not job done play. there. Like the Denver Nuggets over. Not a bad Denver no, Nuggets hold on, over. McKinnis. We're going to a break here. Four trades late night continues. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network, doing our part to spread the winning edge nationwide. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Late Night Anger Management Class. Andrew McKinnis kicking with us. All right, I want to get uh, I want to get a football pick uh, in here. I heard you saying the, De- the Denver Nuggets you liked on the way out when we were talking about uh, about um, basketball. One thing I want to say too. Interesting. It's interesting. I know some smart people that have played totals and have gotten through this, right? And like I said, they got through the baseball season. We're getting through the NFL season. Oh, I don't know if we want to play this. And for the record. I like that FanDuel is very clear about it, right? They're very clear. So they must play 70 games. Not 72, 70. Uh, there's a little bit of leeway here, right? Like, there's a little, little <laughs> bit of, there's a little bit of leeway. But my deal is, and I've never, I'm not a patient person, so I've never been good with, with futures, like with win total bets, even though I'm good at picking them. I don't like the minus 110 waiting months or a year, like seven months, six months. Uh, for minus 110, and then especially in today's unknown, you never know. And I'm not just talking about like, you know, all right, they play the season. Guys, along the way, the NBA players were all in a bubble last time. It took two days for Draymond Green and James Wiseman to get COVID and be out. And they're going to have to be out for a prolonged period of time. So there's just too many unknowns for me for a minus 110 bet. But before we get you out of here, NFL football. What else are you looking at uh, this weekend? Big game, man, with the Chiefs uh, Chiefs and the Saints. That's a fun one. Yeah, that's a big game. I think we, I talked about the Saints last week. It's disappointing with what I thought of them uh, last week, really. I think I'm going to go right back to a team that you and I bet against last week. They're rested, but I'm still going to fade them. Uh, and we're back in an injury-riddled team, but I'm still going to fade this uh, Patriots team. I don't like what I see out of them. Uh, I thought it was a great spot for you and I last week as well. I'm going ahead here and backing the Miami Dolphins. I took the Patriots minus six and a half against them earlier in the year. Things have changed. I'm going the Miami Dolphins minus the two and a half. Uh, you know, they can win this one by a field goal. They can win this one by margin. Cam Newton just can't throw the ball. The offense McKinnis, sucks. Uh, I'll take Miami. Sportsmemo.com. Wager talk. Thanks, McKinnis. Late night anger management class continues. Thanks, Bring it. Live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Sports Grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. A potential.